0: Our Patreon members voted, and they decided to give us the task of deciding whether Krayshawn's viral hit, Gucci Gucci, is unlistenable garbage, or a low-key masterpiece that challenges materialism and brand worship. Stay tuned to find out where we landed on this 2011 single that really rides the line between thunder and blunder.
2: Oakland City Represented, dress me as your majesty Yeah, you can not kiss the ring, but you can never touch the crown I smoke a million Swiss or plus, and I ain't never coming down Bitch, you ain't no Barbie, I see you work at R.D. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever
0: And it makes me wonder Is it just love? So? And one man i don't even know how to start this one this is <laughs> i had never heard this song before and i feel like i'm pretty in touch with what's popular and what's not i this one flew under my radar and i honestly i need this episode to tell if i like this song or if i think this is the worst thing i've ever heard it's
1: really walking a line this is this is a wild one for me so i'll i'll tell you how i know this song because it is at most a minor hit. yeah this the is the only song yeah, she- this is
0: really a stretch calling
1: this a hit but yeah. get, go on you know what it got her vma nomination okay. she got to run a red carpet like it was big enough that it that it meant something but yeah it peaked at 57 only song of hers to ever get on the billboard charts but you know who fucking loved this song was anybody in that girl talk vein that was making those giant mashup albums where they would play clips from different songs stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I think for maybe five years, every single album released by any of those artists had the the opening chorus and the first verse of this song somewhere in that like... That collage of of samples, and I'm with you. I genuinely don't know if I like this song or I ironically like this song.
0: Well, oh, I mean, if I like it, it's ironically, believe me. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> dude. I mean, it's it's borderline
1: like ICP. But here's the other thing that's weird: is like this song was absurdly well received. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. Like people like Pitchfork, Pop Matters, Complex Magazine, all included as one of the best songs of the year. Um, Complex Magazine even put it in the top ten of the year. MTV ranked it one of the 25 best songs of the year. Little Wayne remixed it on his mixtape the following year. Like, it was it was this song, and and what they kept calling out about it, which which I do appreciate, is like in one of the reviews, a critic said, the song basically attacks the central tenets of hip-hop. Too many rappers embrace labelism as part of their celebration of their upward mobility, while this is more of a postmodern statement that you are more than just the brands that you wear. And like, I kind of do like that this song's kind of just like, hey, here's all like the biggest... These are the biggest brands that me as a female rapper should should care about, and I really don't give a shit about them. I'd rather be like going out to the college with some Adderall, a baggy full of Adderall and trying to make some money. Yeah. Like, it's it's a weird song. Um, and I think the beat is dope. I actually think the beat is really good in this song. The beat's pretty good. The beat is also very ICP. For some reason. Yes. I,
0: and I like ICP. It's spooky.
1: It's got a spooky sound to it in the yeah. background, like a theremin.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I do like that aspect you're talking about, Matt, is like the kind of Anti-label materialism message of it, I think that's cool, and I'm surprised. And Matt, you might know some that do, but I'm surprised there aren't more rappers that that rap about being broke or or being. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I can't really relate to people that are mega rich because I'm <laughs> I, I'm not, but I can really relate to someone who is rapping about being poor. <laughs> you know, I think that I. Would like that? I'm sure there are plenty of examples of that, but not usually the really big popular songs. So that aspect of this, I like her delivery, her rapping style. It's almost as if she knows she's bad, and yeah, that's, that's what's what I mean. I funny. About I can't it. wrap my head
1: around it. Yeah, it's so difficult to piece together. If is she sincere? Her, is she sincere, yeah. or is she like? yo, I'm bad at rapping. I know I'm bad
0: at rapping, but I know that I can make something popular and catchy. Or is she just like, no, I'm awesome at rapping.
1: There's there's an element of this song and especially the music video. I'm wondering if you checked out the music video at all. The music video almost reminds me of a more sincere version of like, you remember Krispy Kreme? No, I think he was actually a legit rapper but he had this online personality of Krispy Kreme and he would do these really bad rap songs Uh, I remember the one was like him rapping about all the things he wants for Christmas and all of it was about John Cena it was like you wanted a John Cena action figure or a John Cena lunchbox
2: first thing on my list go figure it's a brand new John Cena action figure second thing on my list guess what it's a really cute girl with a cute butt Mike said Krispy cream, hold up
0: mom said you're not allowed to touch a girl's butt until you're grown up that's right I forgot about that rule not allowed to touch butts until you graduate from school
1: but, but he so had right. a hype man he called like music down. making Mike or something like that and it was just a lanky dorky dude with big black rim glasses that would just stand in the background holding a shotgun while he rapped in the videos and it was it was mostly like making fun of rappers on YouTube and I I feel like part of it was inspired by this Gucci Gucci video where she's got her hype woman little Debbie that's just standing there kind of looking like female Garth from Wayne's World the entire video <laughs> like the big black glasses blonde hair just kind of like slightly awkward dancing beside her like it's it's weird. Half of Odd Future is in this video, which I think is really weird, especially cuz she lost to Tyler the Creator at the VMAs for Best New Artist, which was the correct choice. Yeah. I want that to be I want that to be very uh, clear. Uh, I'm not saying she was robbed that night, but
0: like Yeah. Well, this is so strange and some of these lyrics in here where I'm like I guess that's funny. Like Bitch, you ain't no Barbie. I see you work at Arby's. Number two, supersized. Hurry up. I'm starving. I can't help but note that you don't supersize stuff at Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) Like that bothered me. That's not, like, <laughs> clever. Like, if you would have said Big Montana at Arby's or something, I'd have been like, oh, hell yeah. You're citing the Big Montana? I get it. But that doesn't work. Then the next line, gnarly radical on the block of magical, see me at your college campus, baggy full of Adderalls. So she's rapping about selling Adderalls, which I will note, I've never taken an Adderall. You know, nothing against people that do. Some people, I think, take them to deal with certain things Issues and stuff. I guess uh what? Adderall is prescribed for attention definite deficit disorder, is that correct?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I think that if I took Adderall, I'd really like it. (laughs) That's a that's what I've been told. Like, you've never taken Adderall, man, you would love it. And I'm like, ah that sounds like a bad idea if you're
1: selling telling me I would really love it. So there's this whole second half of the second verse where it says, now Google that the groupies follow me like Twitter. I'm rolling up my catnip and shitting in your litter. Yeah. Why you looking bitter? I be looking better. The type of bitch that makes you wish that you had never met her. The editor, director, plus on my own boss. So posh. N- nails fear with the gold gloss. And this is the line I love, which means nobody's getting over me. I got swag and it's pumping out my ovaries.
0: I mean, some some of this stuff is, funny clever i mean this is from what 2011
1: 2012 something. 2011 i so the thing about her that i think is really interesting is that like there's a quote that john landis said about the movie three amigos that i think about a lot which is that he says he said yes it's a very dumb movie but it takes a really smart person to write something that dumb and when i look at her career as a whole, right? Like she went to to like five different high schools and we'll get into that because that whole story of her just jumping from high school to high school is ridiculous until she eventually just dropped out and just passed her GED test. But she just started shooting music videos and like had a real flair for making music videos so much so that she got a full scholarship to go to Berkeley Digital College To become a music video director and like directed videos for like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. So, like, I think that there's this element where it's like, yeah, she made this like really stupid song about how she doesn't care about labels. But, like, I think when she does say stuff like editor, director, and I'm my own boss, like, I think she's, I think that's not a joke. I think that's legit that she, like, kind of, I hate to say, like, pulled herself by her own bootstraps because it's such a fucking boomer ass thing to say but like kind of went from nothing and built her own brand enough that she could make a youtube video of this stupid song and have it get three million views in two weeks
0: i I said coming into this i don't know whether i like this or if i think it's the worst thing ever i don't think it's the worst thing ever i i But I could see someone thinking that,
1: and then I listen. As long as the Applebee's song is still on the charts, this will never be the worst song. Okay, you
0: bring something like that up, and I'm like, yeah, I would listen to this. (laughs) I would listen to this. A million times in a row before I'd want to listen to like bro country music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That that's kind of a given when we're talking about the yeah. worst song ever. Because it's a
1: cheat. It's a cheat code. If you want to get Chris on your side, yeah. bring up that bro country. I exists. mean, take the
0: worst song ever. <laughs> what do you, let's What do we think the What's the worst song we've done on here?
1: Well, we said the reason by Hoobastank. Dude,
0: I would listen to the reason by Hoobastank on repeat before I listen to freaking bro country music. Like, yeah, that's that goes without saying. Like, the reason was just kind of. Pounded into our brains and like we think it's kind of like a mediocre mid-tempo boring song but it's still way better than any bro country song ever written ever written yeah. it's better than any Period. rascal flat song ever written it's better than any florida georgia line song georgia ever oh my god like they
1: might be the worst dude they, Yeah, yeah like, that's the florida worst georgia line that's the worst makes music. me so upset that's
0: the worst music ever made so <laughs> we're not that's a given when we talk about the worst song ever this song it's way better than than any of that. And yeah, as I'm reading these lyrics, I'm like, okay, these are these are clever and, and funny. And yeah, the fact that someone who was bouncing around from high school to high school getting 0.0, 0 GPAs at these <laughs> high schools then went on to make a song at least. I don't know. I don't know if she went much further than that.
1: She put out a couple albums. I mean, I think one of the things I think is really cool is that especially for 2011, this is kind of like a trendy thing right now in 2022, but the very first physical release of any of her music, she just did a limited hundred cassette run of like, a sample of what her like Columbia records release was going to be. I just think that's kind of like a, like why, like who was collecting cassette tapes in 2011, but that is kind of a, again, like that's like a business move where you're like, yo, this is, we're making a hundred of these, like these are collector items, hmm. like right out the gate, like kind of, kind of a smart business move in that sense. Cause that's how you get people to buy a cassette is that it's a limited run of something that could be worth something later. Um, I don't think people are dropping big stacks on eBay to get a copy of one of those 100 cassettes. But the concept of it makes sense to me, at least.
0: I listened to... So this was from 2011, 2012 time. And I listened to a song that she had released in 2019 about losing mm-hmm. her cat. When I saw the name of the song, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I love cats. And this song was not good. The song was... Not as good, definitely not as good as Gucci Gucci or the other songs I heard from this album. I think it's pretty funny. Part of her story is that she was constantly coming at Rick Ross and calling him fake and (laughs) and saying that he had no rapping skills. Like, I just think that's an interesting, like, the Cray Sean coming at Rick Ross. Like, I don't know what I think of Rick Ross. I kind of feel like there's been times where I've liked him on songs.
1: I'm not a big Rick Ross fan, but. I'm a big fan of Rick Ross on the song Monster from mm. from Beautiful Twisted Fantasy because mm. he's kind of what kicks off that song after Bon Iver, right? Like it's like Bon Iver does his whole like... But then like the beat comes in and it's just like literally he's just like... Bitch, I'm a monster fat motherfucker. (laughs) Like, it's like, you're like, holy shit. (laughs) Rick Ross just like stormed into the party, blew the door off the track. Kanye is someone I don't want to ever really support or listen to ever again, specifically after his like very creepy ex boyfriend bullshit on Instagram on Super Bowl Sunday, but. Monster is a fucking fire song, and I will always stand by that that opinion. We'll not sort of go down that rabbit hole of
0: the of the artist that disappointed me more than <laughs> more than any uh, more than any other artist ever had.
1: No, no, no. we won't distract from the importance of Crenshaw. Yeah, is it? <laughs> and is it Sean? I think you're saying it right because, however, I'm saying it, it's usually wrong. So I'm going to well, go with I you. I don't over know me.
0: because it seems to me like it would be creation like but I think it might be creation <laughs>
1: creation works for me Cre-
0: creation is a little more clever but uh, yeah <laughs> I,
1: I don't know my favorite thing researching creation like you mentioned like got expelled from school for having a 0.0 GPA not necessarily because she was dumb she just stopped going to school she repeatedly just started to skip school for extended periods of time my favorite thing is you go through this whole breakdown in her wiki page where it's like she started at this high school um and then she like wanted to go to a normal high school so she went to this high school but then she was bored at that school so she stopped attending classes and then got expelled and then she went to this school but it. <laughs> There's this one sentence. It says, she enrolled into Island High and again began skipping school for weeks on end. And after two weeks, she returned to find out that the school had moved to a new location. Since she didn't have the address or any contact information for the school, she was unable to find the new location and just dropped out.
0: Yeah, creation has lived the dream that I've had so many times where I show up to school and I haven't been to class all, <laughs> all semester and it's like the last day of class. So like, And I'm like, I-, I don't know. I haven't been here. I don't know where any of... Dude, have you had this dream. Why? I feel like this is a common Yes, dream.
1: you're tapping into something that blows my mind. I have not been required to go to a class in 15 years and I still regularly wake up from a panic in a dream where I don't know where my classes are I'm just roaming a hallway with a backpack or I'm sitting in a class and realizing that I didn't do the homework for that class and I'm like feeling anxious it's like I at 36 should not be still having that dream
0: Dude, I do too. It's like I'm in school and I don't know where any of my classes are. I don't know what my schedule is. When I get into a class, I don't know if it's the right class. And I haven't been there the whole semester and I don't know You're what's going on. You're literally describing like, that's my dream verbatim.
1: Why is it that yeah. – like what has the public school system done to fuck up our entire generation so bad that we're all having the same nightmares regularly? Yeah,
0: I don't know. So maybe Creation was uh, onto something, <laughs> not going. <laughs> she, she literally – lived the dream or bad dream or confusing dream dude part of me is like "Yeah, yeah screw school like someone went out and did it their own without school but then part of me is like ah that's a dangerous people need to know history and stuff so they don't so we don't repeat it
1: i i agree with you except that like again i paid attention in school i did really really well in my history classes and i'm learning extremely important, crucial historical events now that were never taught to me because like, I mean, it was, again, I, I, I love bringing them up because they, they are the greatest gift of the pandemic to me was finding all of the reaction videos of people reading rage against the machines lyrics for the first time. And like the, (laughs) some of the stuff that like Zach De La Roca was talking about in 1992 about like the public school system is a series of history books written by winners to make sure that America looks spotless. So it's like, there is an element where it's like, yeah, it is important to go to school. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm very torn on the education thing because there's part of me that's really glad I went to college. I think from a networking standpoint and an educational standpoint, it was great. I didn't need to go to college to do any of the shit that I'm doing right now with my life. That's bringing me joy. Like,
0: like, yeah, that's a whole other cover. Yeah. College is a whole other thing. Like, I mean if you're going to school to be a I don't know some sort of doctor and you're learning the uh you know biology of people that you're going to be uh you know being a doctor on yeah that makes sense but for what I went to college for yeah I didn't didn't
1: I I don't know Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lubitin. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl
2: Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Peck. I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Merlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to The Show on the Road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon.
0: Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. creation Let's stick
1: with it i say creation let's just stick with it creation
0: creation doesn't matter she carved her own path yeah she didn't need school and she was successful i mean i saw the music video had 70 million plays and from what you're saying despite the fact that it wasn't necessarily a billboard hit what'd you say number 59 57 it it yeah like it
1: didn't crack the top 40 this wasn't going to be on your top 40 radio stations or anything mm-hmm.
0: but but impressive yeah to make that much of an impact regardless of what I think about it. I, when I look at the, I, I think it's, it's clever creation. It's still so on the fence
1: creation has a similar trajectory to one of my favorite rappers, uh, someone who maybe will do it. I, I've said before, I would love to have them as a guest. And maybe the only way to do that is to actually do an episode on their song, even though I don't consider them a one hit wonder. Um, but creation kind of follows a similar path as someone like Spose. Uh, who had the the viral hit of I'm Awesome, where Creation wasn't signed to a record label. She just made a mixtape with her friends and did a video for this song, Gucci, Gucci. But it did so well on YouTube so quickly that Columbia Records quickly snatched her up and signed her to a record contract. And I think that album ultimately either didn't come out at all, or when it did come out, it was like, years after the fact, and just kind of dropped with no promotion. And something very similar happened to Spose. Spose had this hit with I'm Awesome on YouTube, got signed to, I want to say it was Warner Brothers, and had a really bad experience working with that label where he asked to be dropped. But I think the difference is that like Spose continues to put out records ran a very successful Kickstarter campaign to raise the money to buy back all of the original tapes from Warner Brothers so he could put out the songs that he had recorded for the album that never came out and still tours regularly, still puts out albums on a you know yearly basis, took like what he was able to do with his little YouTube hit and turned it into something big and I don't think Creation was able to do the same with her her moment in the spotlight, really. <laughs> like, we should have a little bit of a soft spot
0: for her because Matt, in 2014, she gave birth to her son, mm-hmm. and she stopped releasing music to focus on podcasts. Yes, yeah, she until did. 2019. So, <laughs> so that's a little something in her favor. I think that's cool. And then she released an EP. Uh, her most recent EP is called "World's Biggest Idiot," which is also a pretty, at
1: least a good title. I think she's. For, I think she's. I think the tongue is more in cheek with her stuff than, than it seems at first. Like I would have to do a real deep dive into the lyrics of all of her songs. But like, as I'm looking at, at like, I don't know, you don't put out an album, an EP called world's biggest idiot. If you're not take, if you're taking yourself super seriously, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're kind of aware of what you are. You're kind of aware of what your career is. And I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the point of Gucci Gucci was more to just raise her stock as a director and as a as producer and stuff like that. People do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like, people don't want to buy their script, so they, like, take their movie script and hire, like, learn how to do flash animation and create, like, a flash animation clip of their script and use that to create a buzz if they can't. You know, like, people... People who are unfortunately sometimes smarter than you and I are really good at taking their failure and trying to force a buzz out of it anyway to get to where they want to get to. Um, And I do want to applaud that. Yeah, maybe we're the world's biggest idiots
0: for not getting what's happening here or for like... I think the world's biggest idiot would listen to this song and be like, this is garbage, (laughs) man. This sucks. Like that is the idiotic response to the song. And I I don't have that response yeah. to this song. And I think an idiot would listen to that song and have that response. I'm just not so sure it's that great of a song. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at with it is I get it. I respect her hustle and I respect her work and what she made and the fact that she created something that people obviously liked and was held in high regard. The song itself is hard to decide on. That's all.
1: I think of Eric Bischoff, the, the, the wrestling promoter, Eric Bischoff. He put out a book, his autobiography, and it was called Controversy Creates Cash. And I feel like when we were talking about the the Rick Ross stuff, I'm like, I bet that that has nothing to do with Rick Ross's rapping abilities. and has everything to do with, yo, this is going to get me press. I I think that Creation like possibly was like hey if I if I trash talk Rick Ross somebody's going to report on it and it's going to be putting my name in the headlines for a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's pretty funny. Pretty 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 <laughs> smart move.
0: It's like yeah, this <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that that would seem like I I'm interested. I, I didn't see. Did he ever say anything about her? Like, what would he even, even what, what would probably doesn't know she exists? I mean, I would assume. But I don't know. It seems like at the time she probably had a song that was higher in the charts
1: than he did. So yeah. I think it's also just funny because it's like her saying he can't rap or had no rap skills. It's like. Whether you like Rick Ross or not, it'd be the same as if you or I came at Rick Ross and sure. was like, that dude can't rap. And it's right. like, well, neither can we. Right. Because
0: like, <laughs> right. I don't think she can necessarily rap no. that well. She can write no. some like pretty clever rhymes, I guess, and she can deliver them in time. But she definitely sounds like someone that can't necessarily rap that well (laughs) but that might be part of her style too you know like it's so confusing this is so confusing and i feel like you know what i want to bring icp back into this because at some point there was this thing i would say probably in the 90s or early 2000s yeah liking icp a lot being a juggalo that was pretty trashy and it was pretty common to like talk shit on icp but when i hear people do it now i think wow you're the trashy one you're like you're like this is rapping clowns that have been around forever like if if you can't appreciate that for what it is then you're the dummy not the people that support the rapping clowns they're not the dummies
1: right because they know what it is yeah. There's no one I, I I used to always hear uh, I forget who it was but there was someone that was like talking about it where they're like you know people shit on Juggalos a whole lot but it's like it's not like they think that Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope are actually homicidal clowns that are killing people with hatchets <laughs> like they are in on that it's an act sure so like everyone who trash talks ICP and Juggalos like to act like nobody's in on the joke except for them like. It's really kind of, it's kind of snark, snarky and shitty, you know, and I I think that this is a check to creation because I think that this song is better than anything that this group ever put out. But you know what this whole thing reminds me of is, do you remember The Millionaires? Oh, God. <laughs> That MySpace rap group yeah, that was like part yeah. of like Broken Side and all them, uh, but it was just the three girls that were like okay. they had that song Alcohol where it was like, let's get fucked up. You and my alcohol, let's get fucked up. Mm. I remember A-L-O-C-H-O-L. the name. I don't remember. H-O-L. the song. I don't remember song. But they but... would do warp tour and shit, and they were trash like they were way they were worse rappers and had way worse beats than Creation has on Gucci Gucci. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean if we have to decide if creation is a one hit thunder or a one hit blunder,
1: I'm going <laughs> to, it's a tough call. I, I, I feel like there's so many different tiers for me on this. Uh, one.
0: Well, yeah. Cause I think the music in general, this song and just the music in general is a blunder, but <laughs> I think her, she's kind of thunder. I think yeah. she like <laughs> did her thing. It's, it was very popular. She was successful. And I respect that. You just the the music okay, people say this all the time now, but the song wasn't really for me. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't meant for me. It was probably I, meant for mostly, you know, young women who felt the pressure of having to have expensive clothes especially if you're from somewhere like a like in la or something and and you have these brands that you are pressured to like have the stuff that's real expensive and it's stupid like i do think that that stuff is stupid like i would even if i was rich i don't want expensive clothes and shit i mean if i see a shirt at the mall that I like and it's a little bit expensive. Like, yeah, maybe
1: I'll buy it cause I like it, but not because it it's has a real debate for me though. Still. <laughs> like I'll still look at it and be like, yeah. uh, do, like, do I really need to spend 30, $40 on that shirt right now? Well, and I'll talk myself $30, out
0: of it. $40 is one thing, Matt, but I'm
1: talking like, you know, Oh, you're talking $200, like talking, brand name shit. We're yeah. talking
0: about she's talking about Gucci and Fendi and shit. And if you think that shit is two hundred dollars, you better go. You better look. I mean, we're talking about things that could be thousands of dollars. Let me see. I'm, for, see how
1: much I, I'm just going to search a Gucci bag real quick because I literally uh, have never looked this up. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I
0: think you can easily spend thousands of dollars on a, a Gucci bag. I mean, you're talking about a a symbol. You're you're talking about a logo. So I do. I mean, now you're making me reconsider because. Two thousand two hundred dollars yeah.
1: for a single Gucci bag, Jesus Christ, dude! And I'm sure that's a low end one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's on eBay,
0: <laughs> for real. I mean, you're talking about these materialistic things, and that once again, now that makes me want to make the song a thunder. I just kind of don't like the the song. <laughs> that's my only. So let issue. me,
1: so let me, let me give you this. This is the last thing I want to do before we make our final decision. All right, peaked at fifty seven on Billboard charts. September sixteenth, two thousand eleven. I'm gonna name you six songs that were all that were in the top ten. Okay. At that point, and I want you to say if you like that song Ooh. more or less than Gucci Gucci. Okay. I don't think that it, Gucci Gucci is gonna sweep this. There's some great songs in here. Okay. But I do think that there are at least two songs that Gucci Gucci is a better okay. song than. Let's hear. It. So, Katy Perry last Friday night.
0: You know, I like some Katy Perry songs, but I don't think that's a good one. I think I probably like Gucci Gucci better than that song.
1: Okay. Nicki Minaj, super bass. I like super bass better.
0: Yeah. I, I like
1: super bass a lot. That's a, I, I've got mixed feelings on Nicki Minaj, but super bass is a fucking fire song. LMAFO party rock anthem.
0: I mean that like him or not. <laughs> that <laughs> song is definitely
1: catchy and like <laughs> it's a better song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Foster the People pump up kicks.
0: Yeah, that song's better than Gucci Gucci.
1: Maroon Five moves like Jagger. Ooh. <laughs> um, got that move.
0: Yeah, that part moves like Jagger. That part alone <laughs> makes it better. Although that song kind of sucks, but
1: that song's trash.
2: Yeah,
0: is- <laughs> got the moves, moves like. But that's catchy. That song does suck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I like Gucci Gucci better than that. Okay. Uh,
1: okay, and I I can speak for you on this one. There's no way Gucci Gucci is higher than what was the number one song that week, which was Adele's "Someone Like You," which is like obviously a great song.
0: Okay, I'm not an Adele fan. I mean, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something real controversial. I have. <laughs> I th- obviously, I think Adele is talented. I think she's got a, a great voice or whatever, but I've never liked one of her songs. Ne- not I, I would have figured that eventually she would have had a song where I was like, okay, I like her now. It's like Taylor Swift. I didn't like Taylor Swift's early country-ish music. And then... I just eventually... Then eventually I heard a song. I'm like, okay, I like it. Same thing with Justin Bieber. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck Justin Bieber. Then eventually he released songs where I'm like, okay, I can't help but like this song regardless of what I think him. Adele
1: hasn't happened yet. Haven't liked the song yet. Adele is one of those weird ones because I feel like everything... Everything about Adele should lead to her being an artist that I really, really like. Like, I'm the dude who... It's been 20 years since Nora Jones' first album came out, and I still loyally purchase every one of her albums just because of how much I liked that first album there's nothing that Adele has put out that made me interested in owning any of her music. Like, does it make sense to me? I should be the target male demographic that Adele is aiming for is dudes who really liked Nora Jones' debut album, and it just hasn't (laughs)
0: happened. (laughs) Recommended to dudes who liked Nora Jones' first album. That sounds about right. Okay, Matt, so, okay. You know what? I like Gucci Gucci better than I like any Adele song. And that's crazy. Yeah, well, like that's, I think I'm think not saying she's better than Adele. Adele is obviously literally a million times more talented, Adele is. <laughs> but I would rather listen to the song Gucci Gucci than any Adele song. And that being said, yeah, okay, Gucci Gucci, Thunder. You convinced Boom.
1: me. I'm going to go with you on that. I I expect that when we eventually do finally get to have Matt Kelly appearing at the first my first big appearance at a Chris christopher's house party Mm -hmm. i i sincerely hope gucci gucci is what plays as i enter the room like a wrestler coming to the ring
0: and if i (laughs) am very intoxicated i'm sure i'm really going to enjoy it i that's i would not enjoy if someone puts on adele i'm gonna be like who the fuck put on adele why but if this song comes on i'm sure that i'll be like you know yeah, Enjoying. you'll get your hand
1: going, you'll be like Gucci Gucci, Prendy, Prendy, Louie, Louie, Prada. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah,
0: probably. And <laughs> for that fact, I, I I'll give her the th- I knew this was gonna be an interesting episode, Matt. I knew that together we were gonna talk it out and figure it out. Cause first instinct, when I put this on, I was like, oh my god, what is <laughs> this? What you know? And that that is the idiot response. That's the idiot response to this upon an exploration with my friend Matt Kelly I realized I peeled back the layers and realized that this is good in its own way and for that I will give it a thunder
1: and a big shout out to our Patreon who uh, who made this episode happen go to patreon.com backslash OHT podcast if you want to help decide on songs that we talk about on the podcast This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ophalios of the band's Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me you're hearing Maybe I'm Ron off the Punchline Remix album Politefully Dead. Visit Punchlion.com for merchandise, tour dates, and news. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and I at WeKnowPodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Do you want to sponsor the show? then contact me at matt at geekscape.net and we can make that happen. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder.
2: This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris makes a podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts and new episodes come out every Monday Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people So I started a podcast